People say the dumbest things, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't listen. Uh, let's take a look what happens when crime takes precedence over one's kids. And we can have gay men in thongs spanking each other on the Capitol. But don't you dare sing the national anthem. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Okay, you know, last week we played a bunch of videos of people just saying stupid things, and I, I didn't put it under Kamala-isms because they weren't Kamala-isms. These, these are people making policy. And these people are saying things that sound absolutely asinine. But the reality of the matter is, this is where our policy is coming from. Well, I've got four videos that kind of fall down the same line. So we all know that uh, illegal immigration is a huge problem. we got illegal aliens everywhere. They're choking the system. And one of the ways that a lot of... Uh, States are dealing with this that receive all these illegal aliens, specifically Florida, Texas, and Arizona, is they're taking the illegal aliens and they're sending them to sanctuary states because these states want them, they support all this crap. So they said, okay, screw it, we'll send them over there. So they ask their permission, get them to sign a waiver, put them on a bus or a plane, and send them over to New York or Los Angeles or San Francisco or Washington, D.C. or Baltimore or Chicago. And this has been a real problem for Los Angeles and San Francisco and Washington, D.C. and Baltimore and New York. Because now suddenly they're seeing, oh, hey, there are a lot of people here and we can't take care of them. Because it turns out these people come over and uh, come over the country and they don't have jobs. They don't have skills. They don't speak the language. We don't know if they've, they've got criminal records. We don't know if they have diseases, which is something the Border Patrol is supposed to check before they let someone into this country. But these cities, which are considered sanctuary cities, they're taking them all in. They don't have the money for them. What a shocker. And, of course, this is cruel and unusual. Taking migrants from Texas, who, by the way, doesn't want them. But Texas has already said, hey, we can't afford all this crap. So we'll send them to Chicago. They can afford it. We'll send them to New York. They can afford it. We'll send them to Los Angeles and Baltimore and Washington, D.C. They can obviously afford it. And these immigrants want to go there anyway. They want to stay in Texas. Well, needless to say, this is cruel. Because you can't send them to these cities because these cities, it's cruel to send them to those cities, which is a weird take. Because these cities are pretty miserable. But it's also these poor cities. They've got to deal with it. Here's Karen, uh, Karen Jean-Pierre uh, yesterday sitting back and pointing this out. That, hey, you got to stop doing this. It's dangerous. It's unacceptable. And it's putting a lot of pressure on these sanctuary cities and states. Let's listen to her. I've said it many times from here, repeatedly uh, from, from this podium, that uh, busing or flying migrants uh, around the country without any coordination with the federal government, we've talked about this, uh, state or local officials as well, uh, is dangerous and unacceptable. And we'll continue to be very, very clear about that. Uh, it is dangerous and unacceptable because you're putting people's lives at risk. Uh, and it's dangerous and, and unacceptable because you're actually putting a lot of pressure 
pressure on these states and local uh, and local um, uh, local areas. And so, hey, she said two things that were really stupid in that statement. First off, um, dangerous and unaccept dangerous and unacceptable. Okay, I take it back. Three things: dangerous and unacceptable. How? So these migrants sign a waiver. They get put on an air-conditioned bus or an air-conditioned plane, sent to a remote city. I guess maybe it, what's dangerous about it is that these illegal immigrants are getting sent to Los Angeles, New York, and Baltimore, and the second they get off the bus, they're getting mugged, or they're getting shot, or they're getting raped, because that's really what is dangerous about the whole thing, is they're actually being sent to these cities that have a major crime problem. The other question I have on this thing is um, the this is more dangerous being sent from El Paso, Texas, in an air conditioned bus to New York City is more dangerous than trekking across a desert at 120 degrees and crossing a border illegally. That's less dangerous. Of course, we're not even talking about dealing with the drug called cartel coyotes, right? We're not talking about that. If they have to go with those coyotes, the chances of being raped or or robbed or beaten or killed while crossing the border seems to be a little bit more than that. And by the way, what about Texas? El Paso, for example. What about Arizona? Yuma? What about about Florida. What about there, the influx of um, illegal immigrants in their states? What about the pressure they're feeling? What about the local, local stress they're feeling? Does that count for anything? Well, of course not, because they're right-leaning states. Arizona, Texas, Florida, they're all right-leaning states. Of course they don't care. But don't send them to New York. That's a lot of stress on New York. Oh. Well then, maybe they shouldn't have done. Um, they shouldn't have done the uh, illegal sanctuary state thing anyway. And I love this thing. I hey, it's dangerous and unacceptable if they're not organizing it with the federal government. The federal government is the one who caused this shit in the first place. They're the ones that created this disaster. Remember this: the federal government sucks at everything. Now, in this case, they don't suck at it. They're opening the border, so they're doing it on purpose. But you, if you want to organize with the federal government, and this is what Abbott and um, Abbott and DeSantis already know. Oh, hey, nothing is going to get fixed. So we'll just we'll just do it on our own. Well, California has decided they're looking into suing, uh, or not suing, but possibly criminalizing, criminally prosecuting Ron DeSantis for sending illegals to uh, to. California in an air-conditioned private plane saying it's kidnapping. Yeah, we'll see how that works out. Well, like I said, New York's in big trouble because they got way too many illegal immigrants. They don't even know what they're doing. By the way, how many illegal immigrants does New York have? Less than 10,000. I mean, that's what Texas gets in a day. But it's too much stress for New York. Texas is not a sanctuary state. El Paso is not a sanctuary city. New York is a sanctuary state, 
and New York City is a sanctuary city. So they should be taking him in. Well, Eric Adams doesn't know where to put him. That come, becomes a real problem. Well, he had a great idea yesterday. Let's listen to his plan. We're disciplined and we're executing on it. It is my vision uh, to take the next step to this, to go to the faith-based uh, locales and then move to uh, private residents. Uh, there are residents who are suffering right now because of economic challenges. They have spare rooms. Uh, they have locales. And if we can find a way to get over the 30-day rule and other rules that government has in, in its place, we can take that $4.2 billion, $4.3 it may be now, that we potentially have to spend, and we can put it back in the pockets of everyday New Yorkers, everyday houses of worship, instead of putting it in the pockets of corporations. And some of those corporations come from outside our city. We Boy, that's a sales pitch. So in other words, we can't put them in hotels anymore. We can't put any illegals in hotels because they're fucking up the hotels. Let's call it what it is. Three, four hotels have already said they can't even take guests in because the illegal aliens are going in and just fucking the hotels up. They're smoking weed. They're leaving their, they're using drugs. They're leaving their kids. They're destroying the hotel rooms. So instead of giving the hotels the money, 4.3 billion or whatever it is, we'll give it, who, who, by the way, the hotels don't want it anymore. The hotels are turning away guests, paying guests. Because they can't house them. So instead, they'll give it to churches and private residences. Let the illegal immigrants fuck those places up. Yeah, great idea. Great idea. Here's something wild and crazy. And Eric Adams has done this. Why doesn't Eric Adams say, hey, can you do me a favor? Can you stop sending them here? Can you stop allowing illegal immigration into the country because we can't handle it? And Eric Adams has said that. Eric Adams has said that. He said the federal government is going to have to do more here. How about this? The federal government has to do something. Because right now we know they're not doing an absolute thing. Okay, so those are our first two dumbass videos. And the reason I played those videos is because this is a problem. And this is a problem where the policies show where the problem is. Okay, the policy is the problem. And these people keep pushing that particular policy and it's not going to stop now let's get to the transgender thing so dr phil who i'm telling you i, I really think i'm going to start watching this show dr phil had on a parent who apparently had this trans kid this story is absolutely amazing and even dr phil seemed a little jaw dropped he couldn't believe this was a thing so let's listen to this gal talk about her three-year-old trans child. Bella has always been the way that she that she is since she's been able to, you know, verbalize what it is that, you know, that she liked. And we have always just supported her. And for the longest time, my family just kind of, you know, pretended that it wasn't real, that it wasn't there. But when they couldn't deny it anymore, you know, then it was, you know, you caused it to be this way. Mm -hmm. Well, and you say at three, you knew that your child wouldn't be heterosexual. Yes. That was your term. You said at three, you knew. How did you know? 
Um, I mean, at, by three years old, we were already looking at gender nonconforming behavior, behavior that was not stereotypical for a male by, you know, showing preference to, you know, girly things, verbalizing, you know, I want dresses, pink stuff, sparkles, things like that. Okay, but how does a child at three, how did your child at three know what was female-oriented versus what was male-oriented. We didn't say anything, it was just options. Like, here's a blue scarf, here's a pink one, what would you like? She would pick the pink. Like, uh, we have, because we have a little boy now too, and like, so we always had boy toys for whatever, she could play with whatever she, whatever she wanted. How did she know what was feminine and what wasn't? Um, my parents, you know, my parents and my brother really made that clear to her. We just kind of let her like what she liked and did what she wanted, and they kind of pointed out, like, that's not typical for a boy to like. So they're the ones that differentiated. Yes. This is where stupid becomes abuse. This is where there are certain people in the world that just should not be parents. These are an example of that. So a kid, a boy likes pink. So therefore he's a girl? Are you kidding me? My kids liked blue too. My girls like blue. This is absolutely insane. At three years old, and then hey, Dr. Phil's really kind of pushing this thing. He's saying, well, I mean, how did they know what was feminine and what wasn't? Oh, someone else taught him that. Oh, so, and who are these people? My, my parents and my brother. Okay, well, who are they? Money says the brother is an LGBTQ guy. I mean, obviously, these people are LGBTQ. They have just ruined this kid's life. At three, when this kid had no idea what orientation, sex, gender, any of that bullshit was about. And by the way, sex and orientation, they're the same thing. Now, Dr. Phil continued. He had another guy. I guess it was on the same show. This was last week. And this guy was debating a, a, a bunch of the LGBTQI plus poop emoji people about gender and how, you know, there are, there are absolute realities out there and we can accept these realities and point to these realities and we're not hate groups. And he did something really bizarre. He reversed it on him. He said, you got to prove your position. All you guys do is say things. You don't prove anything. You just talk. So let's listen to this guy. He's a fifth grade teacher, by the way. This is not a scientist. This is not a doctor. He's a fifth grade teacher who's against this crap being taught in schools. And he absolutely destroys these people from the LGBTQI plus poop emoji group. Listen. Transgender boys who might not have their own money to go buy tampons. If they're provided free in the bathroom, it's, it's a huge plus. Men do not menstruate. Only women menstruate. Now, you can call yourself Cis whatever you want. Cis men don't menstruate, but trans men do menstruate. No, Same they as don't. non-binary people. <clears throat> Only women. Menstruating is not exclusive yes, to it cis is. women. No, it's not. Yes, it is. So explain you're, to me as to why my body menstruated are, at some point. If your chromosomes are XX and you're young, you menstruate. <clears throat> if you're XY, you don't. Correct, but what about trans men and non-binary? We're not excluding men. a whole group of they're, people They're women dressed as men. You are not a man. You can pretend to be a man, and that's okay. That's perfectly fine. Live your life and tell me what a man is. Well, what's a man to you? You define a man for me. You have chromosomes that are X and Y. That's what a man is. So why are we just looking at the, the 
the, the science of this as an the example, science. when when we've learned sex and gender identity are two very they're completely different things. They're not completely. They different are completely things. different. They're completely different words. And sex <laughs> is what you're born with. The sexual reproductive organs you have. Gender is what you identify with. They're completely different. Well, I don't accept things. that distinction. You have to argue for it. You're just giving a conclusion. You're you're just making it up. People, the people who hate the truth. People who hate the truth are because they see, they see the truth as hateful. If, if you want to identify in any way you can, you're free to do so. But that does not mean that the rest of us have to join that illusion. You disagree. I disagree with you, and so you call it hate. But there's no hate in my heart at all. So that's You fun. are being hateful when you tell somebody that identifies okay. as a man that they're not a man. That's not that hateful. hateful. That's a fact. He absolutely destroyed these gals. Absolutely destroyed every and see this is the whole problem with this gender identity group. They really don't have an argument. They really don't. If you, you this is why they don't like libs of TikTok because libs of TikTok just plays people that talk about their ide ideology. They don't like what is a woman by the Daily Wire. They don't like it because basically Matt Walsh and what is a woman. All he did was let them talk. Their ideology is so bad, it is so screwed up, it is so illogical that they can't argue it. And this is what he had. By the way, gender and sex, they are the same thing. They were the same thing for thousands of years since Latin, since it was gender was actually released as a Latin word. It's meant gender and sex has meant the same thing. It wasn't until 1950 when John Money redefined gender to be a subjective thing on how an individual sees himself. Gender, it comes from gene, the word genealogy, genetics. Gender actually didn't just mean sex. It also meant eye color and things like that. It meant your genealogy. It meant who your father was. And sex was part of it. So them saying, well, gender and sex are two totally... No, they're not. They're exactly the same thing. You guys changed the word back in 1955. I, we even have an exact year. You changed the word back in 1955. It, it meant the same thing for 3,000 years. And you guys changed the word. Its base was Latin. I looked it up. So that's the whole thing. And that's why I, I argue with them. I like to argue with them. Because these people... They have no argument. It's one of the easiest arguments you can actually make. It's just arguing with these people. Okay, so let's get to our first story. This is an amazing story. It's a terrible story, and it's an amazing story. And as far as I'm concerned, this is just this is just terrible. And if there is anybody who deserves the death penalty, it's this mother, who will probably win Mother of the Year. According to the post-millennia, a Florida post-millennial, a Florida woman has been arrested for child endangerment charges after her vehicle burst into flames with three young children inside while she was allegedly shoplifting inside a department store. Alicia Moore, 24, was arrested on charges of child neglect with great bodily harm and first-degree arson on May 26th and was booked into jail on a $40,000 bond according to the Seminole County Police Documents, WESH reports. Now, I want to point something out. Um, 
she was arrested on some serious charges, but one charge she wasn't arrested for? Burglary. Burglary. She was committing burglary at the time. That should be at least burglary as a felony. And then I think you actually have another charge where these kids were put in harm's way during the burglary. That's another charge, all felonies. But she wasn't charged with that. And mind you, this is Florida. The incident took place in Oviendo Mall uh, parking lot when Moore's Tesla erupted into flames with three children inside as she allegedly was shoplifting in, at Dillard's. Witnesses observed the fire and aided the trapped inside, according to documents. Moore noticed the car engulfed in flames as she was making an exit with the stolen merchandise, but dropped the items on the way out. Authorities said she was allegedly shoplifting with an unidentified male companion for around an hour, according to the outlet. So this broad left her little kids, and by the way, the ages were not released, so I don't know how old these kids. She left her kids in her car. The car caught fire, which means she probably left the car on so the kids could play their electronics crap. The batteries overheated, and the car caught fire. Again, we don't know where the fire came from. We have no idea where the fire came from. It's never mentioned in multiple articles. It's never said how the car caught fire. Chances are it was a battery that caught fire because it overheated. She probably had the air conditioning on and the car caught fire because Florida's hot at this time of year. Now, I bet you a dollar she sues Tesla and she gets money from that. So the kids, they're all in stable condition, but they all suffered first degree burns. One kid has, quote, significant damage, end quote. So you can imagine that that kid's going to be going through surgery. So good job. Good job. This gal should never see the light of day again. She is a terror. Her kid should be taken away. And she should be stuck in prison for the rest of her life. Because she's a terrible human being. And I'm sorry, at 24, you know better. <coughs> Here's a great story. You know, with all the pride bullshit that's going on in the world, around in the government, this story is particularly galling. And by the way, I've got a, a new video coming out, so I, you should watch it. It's all about the pride bullshit that's going along, going around these days. Okay, so listen to this. An elite children's choir was silenced in the middle of performing the Star-Spangled Banner inside the U.S. Capitol after Capitol police, police reportedly feared the song could be considered a quote, protest, end quote, and, quote, might offend someone, end quote. Star-Spangled Banner, guys. On May 26th, members of the Rushing Brook Children's Choir arrived in St Statuary Hall of the U.S. Capitol for a prearranged tour. The group, believed to be a Christian choir from South Carolina, were also invited to perform a few patriotic songs in the hall after receiving approval from several of the state's congressional representatives, including Russell Fry, William Timmons, and Joe Wilson, all Republicans. However, as the choir was about to complete the third verse of the national anthem, a guide suddenly tapped the director on the shoulder and informed him the Capitol Police had ordered the kids to stop singing immediately. The incident was captured on video, which has since gone viral on social media. You're not going to be able to see it, obviously. There's not much to see, but you're going to hear it. Let's listen. Oh, 
Now, I don't care if those kids are singing Ode to Satan. They were singing beautifully. Let them finish and then tell them to stop. What's worse is that is obviously a song that is a, the Star Spangled Banner. There's no question. If you're a Capitol Police officer, for Christ's sake, you better know what the Star Spangled Banner sounds like. Now, the Capitol Police said the whole thing was a misunderstanding, and they apologized for the incident. And, by the way, common bullshit response every time this crap happens. I don't believe them. They didn't want them singing in the halls. That's what it comes down to. They're full of shit. They didn't want them sitting in the hall. Someone was going to get offended. Now, what's amazing about this is they've been decorating the the Capitol with all this pride shit. So much so, it looks like a unicorn puked rainbows everywhere. But the minute a Bible or an American flag, you know, the real American flag, not that rainbow crap that they keep throwing up everywhere, or the national anthem is played, everyone throws a, an absolute hissy fit. It's truly, truly disgusting. And we'll get more into the Bible later. Maybe not this podcast, but in a later podcast. Okay, well, this is awesome. Um, I, 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 I'm amazed at this. Uh, in Ireland, uh, you're going to be eating bugs a lot sooner than you thought you were. You know how the left keeps pushing this this bugs thing, eat bugs, they're great for you, right? They taste, they're tasty. Well, apparently, um, they're really pushing this crap. According to the Blaze TV, there, are mul there were multiple reports this week that the Irish government was contemplating a plan to cull 200,000 cows within three years to fight climate change. The Irish Mirror stated that the cows would have to be culled at the cost of 600,000 pounds to taxpayers over the next three years to meet climate emissions. By the way, um, culled is a nice word of saying they're going to slaughter the cows. They're going to kill them. The article continues, the possible plan was detailed in an internal Department of Agriculture document that was unearthed in a Freedom of Information request. The Irish Creamery Milk Suppliers Association immediately rallied against, railed against the reported plan to kill 200,000 cows. Pat McCormick, the president of the Irish Creamery Milk Suppliers Association, declared, quote, if there is to be a scheme, it needs to be a voluntary scheme. That's absolutely critical. There's uh, critical because there's no point in culling members numbers from an individual who has borrowed on the back of a huge financial commitment on the back of achieving a certain target that's taken uh, from under him. In other words, how dare you kill the cows of people who bought the cows? And by the way, their livelihoods depend on the cows. And they're not slaughtering the cows. This is the Irish creamery milk supplier. These cows are actually making milk, so they're keeping them alive and keeping them healthy. And they have to in order for the cream to be made. So it's big talk for the government to sit back and say, well, we're going to kill those cows. We'll give you some money. But you know it's not going to be the amount of money. 
Now, the government did say that this paper was only one scenario, that there were multiple papers with multiple scenarios on it. But this doesn't seem to deter the climate nuts anyway, because the article continues later on saying, quote, Ireland's Environmental Protection Agency claimed that agriculture is responsible for 38% of the greenhouse gas emissions in Ireland in 2021, far outpacing transportation by nearly 18%. The Food Vision Dairy Group published a report last October calling for an urgent need to be addressed to address the negative environmental impacts associated with dairy expansion. Shortly after the release of the report, Ireland's Minister of Agriculture, Charlie Mac I can't pronounce that, publicly proposed that farmers reduce the number of dairy cows. They can sit there and say, well, no, this is one of the models we have. This is one of the ideas we have to solve this problem, but they are pushing to solve this problem. They are, and the way to solve this problem is to kill the cows. Okay, that, that's what they're doing. And by the way, you notice who's really pushing this? Bureaucracies. Bureaucracies are doing the job that politicians don't want to do because of the crap. This, this, is, this is insane. Now, remember I asked how the environmental nuts a long time ago proposed on ending the cows farting? I mean, I said, what are they going to do? Kill all the cows? Well, now we know that's exactly what they want to do. Don't think that people aren't thinking of doing this in the United States. Ocasio-Cortez's, Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez's Green New Deal plan brought that up six years ago in 2017, 2018. And by the way, this is the Malthusian model. Malthusianism is we just, you know, we got to let people die. We got to let animals die to save the planet. It's, hey, they're starving. Oh, that's their problem. It's, as long as the elites are okay. We've talked about this time and time again. How long, the question I have for you, how long will it be? And we already heard an uh, audio talking about, hey, we just got to let, let those 600,000 people, uh, John Kerry said it. Hey, 600,000 people die of starvation. Oh, well, can't, can't save it. We got to cut our food production. In the same sentence, he said that. How long is it before people need to be called to save the planet? And that is a thing you got to worry about. That is going to happen. Okay, that's it for today. We'll talk to you tomorrow. God bless. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.